another episode of All About the Star. This is your host, Dave Sturcho, here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. I'm very excited. It is episode five already, and as we get closer and closer to the regular season opener against Tampa Bay, I'm excited. I, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this right now. We're we're just we're weeks away. You know, not not even just I'm talking about like eight days. So it's like just over a week as you listen to this on a Wednesday. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys finished the preseason zero and four. Now I know that's very Dallas Cowboys of them to be the first team to ever finish zero and four when everybody else went zero and three. That extra preseason game. So uh, listen. Some, according to stats and according to things that we've read, um, the Dallas Cowboys, the last time they went 0-4 in the preseason, the last two times, they've made the playoffs. So that could be a thing, right? We could be excited about that. Um, they did have their cut-down day as we record this. It is Tuesday evening. I'm going to sit down with Corey Clark, uh, a guy that I met over Twitter over the pandemic, and uh, he's got a lot of awesome, awesome content, a lot of awesome takes on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm really excited to bring him on, and he's going to join me with all of the cut-downs. So basically what that means is, you know, the Cowboys had to go from an X amount of players, I believe it was 78 or something like that, all the way down to 53. So it's definitely uh, telling to see how many people they were able to cut. And when it t- when it comes to when it comes to this time around, you know, you never want to root for people to lose their jobs per se, but you also want to make sure that you're putting the best product on the field. And I think the Dallas Cowboys made enough moves today to look at this 53-man roster up and down and say, you know what, this is indeed, in fact, the best 53 men that they could possibly pick. Now, things will be different over the next couple of days because there are guys on the COVID list, there are guys on the pup, there are guys on injured reserve, so there's still more shuffling to happen. The Dallas Cowboys decided to cut two quarterbacks today, Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci, very, very well um, uh, expected. The Gilbert one shocked me a little bit. We'll get into that with Corey. Um, But overall, the Cowboys are now in the position to have Cooper Rush as your quarterback, too. Now, I'm not in favor of that. Not at all. Um, I don't think that that's a good move by the Cowboys. I think last year, when you had Andy Dalton as your backup quarterback, at least when he went into the game, now given, yes, they went 6-10 and anyway, so it didn't matter, but there was a couple flashes of good uh, good games left in the tank for Andy Dalton. And I think with the offensive line going down and Ezekiel Elliott putting the ball on the carpet, it was hard for him to get his traction. And then he got rocked by the, the Washington football team. So it was just a bad, tough, tough year for a guy like Andy Dalton. Now, what's that to say about Cooper Rush? Does he know the offense? Yes, he knows the offense. Does he know uh, you know, the players that are around him? Sure does. Has a rapport with, I'm sure, all the receivers from practice. But I don't think Cooper Rush is the guy. God forbid. God forbid Dak Prescott goes down again. I don't foresee this team being able to move the needle at all again this year. So, yes, we're not all of a sudden calling Dak Prescott injury prone because by no stretch has he missed any games in his career outside the broken ankle. He's coming back, no preseason action, uh, you know, a lot of reps in, 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 you know, hard knocks apparently, you know, but that's really it, you know, and he's been on the sidelines. He's been a rah-rah guy. He's showed us his personality. This guy is on an angry revenge tour, I think. As humble and as, like, kind-hearted as Dak Prescott is and comes off as, there is a winner's mamba mentality in this kid, and I think that this year is shaping up to be potentially his best of his career, uh, given the weapons that are surround him, given the offense that is the offensive line that is now upright and is, is starting the season relatively healthy. And when I say relatively healthy, they're all there, you know, so that, that helps the situation. 
Uh, but Dak Prescott this year didn't get any preseason reps. And there's a lot of people that are kind of like, they're in my mental space when it comes to me thinking that, you know, he it was necessary for him to be there. It was necessary for him to get those live game reps. He did not. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how fast he can get going in a game speed type scenario. Those Tampa Bay Buccaneers dethroned and destroyed Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl, and that's why they won that Super Bowl. You can give all the kudos to Tom Brady you want, but at the end of the day, that Tampa Bay defense was the reason why they won that Super Bowl. So in come the Cowboys on week one when they're hanging their stupid banner. You know what I mean? Like this is either crash the party or just get out the way. So... Personally, I've been saying it every week. I think the Dallas Cowboys can go in there and beat Tampa Bay because it takes a little while for Tom Brady to get going. And that, that's that's been proven. That is record. That is that is you've seen it a million times in his 50-year career that Tom Brady's been around. Okay. So that's not out of the realm of possibilities for the Cowboys to get off to a good start. But again, it's you gotta stay healthy. Uh the defense, all we're looking for as fans and as people in the media, we're looking for middle of the pack defense for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that's where they can finish. The potential and the ceiling is high. The floor isn't as low as last year. I'm a firm believer in Dan Quinn. I'm a firm believer in his system, and I'm a firm believer in the guys that he's keeping around. Once upon a time, the Cowboys would keep players just for feel-good stories, and and they would just keep players because they were good to the team, and they were people. They were they were just like people person. Uh, that's not the right word. They were they were, um, yeah. I mean, like they're a people person, right? They're people pleasers as well. Good dudes, never in trouble. You know, that's why you would keep them. This year, there's been a couple guys that have been removed from the team that I feel like the only reason why they were removed from the team is because Dan Quinn said, that's not my guy. That's not my mold. That doesn't fit my scheme. Uh, Dan Quinn has redone this entire defense. There's a lot of new players, new faces. There's, of course, guys that have been there that are going to be there, like your Demarcus Lawrence, like your Randy Gregory's, like your uh, Trayvon Diggs, like, unfortunately, your, you know, your Jalen Smiths, and hopefully he turns it around. Look, we can beat Jalen Smith over the head a million times over based off his personality and what he does on, you know, on the field when he's just you know celebrating too much and all that shit. And I've, I've been very well documented and very loud about my displeasure with Jalen Smith and his play and what he's wound up being. But I personally think that with this defense, there's a chance that Jalen could just be put in the right position. You know, there's too many times we've seen Jalen Smith out of position, and it's just not a fun scene. But the best part about this defense is they did add a Micah Parsons. They did put Keanu Neal on the roster and turn him into a linebacker. They did draft Jabril Cox. Leighton Vander Esch is healthy. So the linebacker room got better, even with Jalen Smith's piss-poor play. And hopefully... That, you know, based off of the rest of the guys around them, they can make things happen on defense. And that's really all you can ask for. So, I'm done rambling about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to ramble a little bit more with my buddy Corey. When we come back, Corey Clark is on All About the Star. Guys, it is almost time for the best time of the year, and that's tailgate season. And when you think about tailgates, you're thinking about beers and you're thinking about food. And when you're thinking about food, you're thinking about hot sauce. I'm talking about Silk City Hot Sauce. It's a mom-and-pop business from Vermont that produces hot sauce with locally grown peppers. There's several blends and flavors. Here's just a few. You got Slurp, which is fresh peaches, honey, Vermont apple cider, habanero and cherry pepper blend with a hint of smoked jalapeno. We got the Badass Jew, which is four pepper blend, jalapeno, cherry pepper, serrano, and habaneros with tomato, roasted red peppers, roasted garlic, and Mexican seasoning. 
Good Morning Jonestown, which is a smoked habanero and smoked serrano with carrots, roasted peppers, garlic, onions, and a splash of white vinegar. Killer Hot is their second hottest three-pepper blend featuring fatali, habanero, and ghost with roasted red peppers, garlic, and honey. Ghost Whisper is a pile of ghost and habanero with roasted peppers, garlic, onion, and red vinegar. It's a very powerful sauce with a deep and delicious flavor. And you guys got to check out the artwork on these bottles. Silk City uses professional comic book artists to create the coolest looking hot sauce in the biz. They offer great deals when you purchase the two, three, four, five, or six mix and match packs. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the coupon code CHOP. You're going to receive 20% off your order. You're going to receive a free bottle and you're going to get some stickers along with that. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. All right, welcome back to All About the Star here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. It is time to introduce my next guest, Chugging a Beer and All, bro. That is the way you do it here on Chop Sports. That's how we do it here. Uh, well, most of the time. I can't say that I can drink beers at 11 o'clock when we go live on our on our daily show. That doesn't won't sit well with uh, a lot of the listeners. But Corey Clark, my guy, uh, we've been in contact, obviously, via the Twitter machine um, for quite some time now. And uh, I have to find out just exactly how and who you are because the the deeper roots. Obviously, I see how you tweet, and I see that you're a Yankee fan, you're a Cowboy fan, and then all of a sudden you're an Indiana Pacers fan. But you're from there, right? So that makes the sense? Yeah, I'm from Indiana. Okay, so where did this Cowboys thing come about? Uh, Yankees, I'll get into because why not? Because we're both Yankee fans. But mm-hmm. more specifically to this podcast, um, curious to know how the, the, the Cowboys thing came about. Uh, honestly, God, just my dad, dude, like he was a cowboy fan growing up. That's the boring answer of it, but he grew up where is either you choose the dolphins on TV or the Cowboys and thank God he chose the Cowboys. So, I mean, really that's it just since birth. He put everything around me cowboy wise and I've been a psychotic fan ever since. So now, uh, I always kind of reiterate the fact that I'm old. I'm going to be actually 36 next week. Um, are you that far back with me or I you... just turned 25 on Friday? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so you have not seen any good. Uh, you've actually seen all bad. So no, actually they won the Super Bowl in February 96 and I was born in August. So it's my fault. I think. Oh yeah. Wow. You are the curse. That yeah. that's so crazy. I'm a, I'm oh man. <laughs> so, I mean like, look, so, so you saw the tail end of Troy and Emmett and, and the big three. And then obviously it's just, you live through those those five and eleven seasons, I guess, right? I mean, like technically, you're already like you're only like eight years old. So, like, where yeah. does your where does your cowboy fanhood actually start? Like, who's the first guy that kind of caught your eye as far as a, 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 from a fan's perspective? I mean, yeah, I saw all those guys. I could tell you my first heartbreak, and that was when Romo dropped the snap. He was holding the ball. Uh, I, lost, I, lost a, I lost a plasma TV that day. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> so that was my first heartbreak. I, I honestly couldn't tell you the the ideal of it. I mean, I know I was watching it since probably I was a newborn. I could do with my kid now. So just from them to now, I don't don't miss very many games. And so I've seen them all. I don't remember, obviously, Troy, the Emmett, Michael Urban area. I've seen the videos. I've seen everything else. Um, But really it started with the very beginning of Romo and Bledsoe at the beginning there for a little bit and all that crap. I mean, just nothing but heartbreak is all it is. I mean, at least you got to enjoy some of the Bill Parcell stuff. You know, that, that, was, that was fun. That was a fun run. I mean, that's probably outside of Jimmy Johnson because of the obvious, but my favorite coach maybe in in football history is Bill Parcells. So I've, I was really excited when he came on board with Dallas because ob- for obvious reasons. Your favorite um, right. Garrett? 
Oh, good old Gary. You know, it's funny. I, and I say the same thing when I reference like Jalen Smith, you know, like I don't hate the person, <laughs> right? Like I met Jason Garrett outside of Texas stadium when they were, when he was still the OC and yeah. he was nothing but like the sweetest, kindest dude to me, he shook my hand, took a picture with me, like the nicest guy in the world. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, one day that guy's going to be our head coach and he's going to lead us to the promised land. And then it's like that. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw like basketball, but he's like, you know, one day I'm going to be a big sports star. And then he got older and he goes, one day I'm going to own a big sports bar. Like it was just completely opposite. And and, and I feel like that was the Jason Garrett era. Whether it's Garrett or Jalen or any of those guys, I, mean, I don't hate anybody. They're all good guys. Right. I always I'm like, I, especially what Jalen does off the field. Like I'll give him that. He does a right. lot of good stuff. I just don't like the shit he does on the field. And I'm yeah. allowed to feel that way. I no, you money. are. You, everybody pays their money for the tickets or the NFL Sunday ticket or whatever it costs just to get you to inside the Cowboys, uh, you know, that world. Um, you know, speaking to Jalen, somehow, some way, he made the 53-man roster today. <laughs> we <laughs> so- knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I had I had my other podcast, uh, the Jersey Boys podcast with Brett and Keith Ernst. Uh, the surprise cut was going to be Jalen Smith, and I was like, "Well, now I think you're just you're wishful thinking right now." You know what Not I mean? Yet. Next, Not yet. next year, post June. Yeah, yeah, post June cut next year. That makes more sense. So it is Cowboys Cut Day as we're recording this. It'll drop tomorrow. Uh, as you're listening to this, it'll be Wednesday, and there's still probably more moves to be made. But I'll just run them down. Um, as far as the Oh, the the past the physical Chauncey Golston, bro. We haven't seen him since like OTAs. Like that seems he just to got be, thrown off pup, and I was like, whoa, hello. Yeah, but that just seems to be a lost cause. I mean, like, but, it, it, but is that more of the fact he's getting thrown off pup, and then a day probably before this drops, uh, is he going to go on IR so he can return at any point in time? Because if he, what is it? If you go on IR before uh, you practice at all, that you're out for the entire season, or at least that. That's what uh, kind of happened to Rico. Specific time yeah. frame, yeah. Yeah, so, I, so might be. I, I think I that, that's all why Josh Ball hasn't gone on IR yet. Uh, there's a lot of guys that were on PUP, like Tristan Hill. Like, you can't just throw him on IR. If you throw him on IR, he can't come back until a specific time, and which we haven't heard his name either. I so, saw it's his revert to reserve PUP list, so I guess he's just on the PUP list to start. I, I don't know. I mean, it's that that'll be interesting because now, I wanted to see Chauncey Golston. I don't know how much of a role he's going to play dude, but cause we haven't got to see him in preseason training camp at all. Right. I don't even know what's wrong with him. Um, <laughs> Seriously. Nobody, it, nobody, nobody even knows he was that. there for rookie camp. Wasn't he? Yeah. That's the last we heard of him or, or, or saw of him. But, uh, so the release list that gets a little, uh, sketchy, uh, you know, we can go break it down guy by guy. If it makes sense to even break it down, because sometimes you're just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, are you surprised at what the Dallas Cowboys have did at quarterback? You know, like where where do we find ourselves now? I mean, look, there was nobody on the planet that was more against Ben DiNucci than me. Uh, it was a feel-good, cool story last year for about a minute and a half. Yeah. You know, and then we actually saw him play football, and I'm like, oh, he can't play football. You know what I mean? So, like, that's where I was with Ben DiNucci, and I felt like, unfortunately, a lot of these bubble guys, you know, especially the receivers and the offense – Anytime they got in the huddle this preseason and Ben DiNucci was calling the play, it's almost like that's like a almost like a caveat, you know, like all like, oh, I didn't get my catches, but that's because Ben DiNucci was quarterback. You I don't know think I've mean? seen a quarterback play as bad as he did in the preseason of my life. So ever, ever. Right. That's I'm, I'm just it's I'm, it's crazy. Um, So they wind up cutting not only DiNucci, but also Garrett Gilbert kind of giving you the nod to say. Cooper Rush is Dak Prescott's backup quarterback. Are you comfy with that, or we should be, or should we be entertaining the Cam Newtons of the world? Even though I don't think that's a thing anymore, I feel like 
you know, a lot of people are telling, are talking about the the whole, you know, he's not vaccinated thing. And like, that could be the, the bugaboo that like doesn't register with the team. And, and that could be a thing. Trust me, that could be a thing, but I don't, I don't foresee, I think Cam Newton makes sense, but I just don't, I don't know, man. What do you think hey, about hey, this? Cam, whole I, mean, I was all on board earlier when I saw Cam got released. The first thing I said was Dallas should pick up the phone, but then other people were also saying, Hey, if he's not vaccinated, then that could be a problem in the locker room. That could be a problem with Jerry Jones and et cetera, because I think it was also reported the saints, like their 53 man roster, they're like 52 of 53. Um, and some, that guy doesn't have it because of a legit reason. So that's become a problem that I would have never thought of two years ago. No, of course not. Cam, the football player, if he's okay with holding a clipboard and he's okay with being a backup quarterback, I'm 100% on board because Cooper Rush doesn't do it for me. Garrett Gilbert doesn't do it for me. Ben DiNucci sure as hell doesn't do it for me. I think Ben and Gilbert are both going to be back on the practice squad. You think both? Oh, yeah, I think both will. That's From from what I understand, I think both will be. I don't think DiNucci's going to go anywhere. Plus, can you imagine a quarterback room? Um, with Dak Prescott, Cam Newton, and Ben DiNucci. Like the <laughs> three most polar opposite freaking players you'd find. That, that, that kind of writes itself as its own sitcom. Uh, you talk about hard knocks. Like this is the, I would just put Mike those guys up for the entire year. Uh, but hey, listen, we are seeing a whole different side of Dak that we even thought was existed. Like when hit on the field, like podium Dak is a thousand percent different than than uh, than homeboy that's on the field cursing out Garrett Gilbert and telling him to get the f off the field. And stuff. I was I like, love it. Oh, oh, I was definitely oh. here for it. Definitely, definitely here for it. Um, so yeah, the quarterback situation. I don't know if they address it. There are other quarterbacks other than Cam Newton that got the boot today. Will Greer got mm-hmm. cut from Carolina. I like uh, him. I watched him play actually in person a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Panthers so, came to Carolina and he looked, I mean, came to Indy and he actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's a team in disarray, huh? Really? Indianapolis, my God. <laughs> yeah. They, they just get hit by the injury bug left and right, but that's not my problem. No, but you look at, you said the quarterback room. I'm not comfortable with Rush. I'm not comfortable with Gilbert. I'm not comfortable with Ben DiNucci. But also at the same time, like you can get, they said last year Dallas had the best backup quarterback in the league. If Dak goes down for an extended period of time, we're effed anyway. Mm-hmm. So if I get God bless America, if he gets hurt again, I'll probably <laughs> won't hear from me for a while. But if he has Same. to sit out a long time to the point where it ruins the season anyway, like a backup quarterback's not going to come in here and save us. I mean, what That's what is true? Very rare you get a Nick Foles opportunity like Philadelphia had and come in and save their season. You know, not I, for nothing. I, I, I'm, I think I'm in a minority here when I think that Nick Foles just came into the right situation, didn't play on the road. Like it was like everything was like laid out for him on the red carpet. That's why he succeeded over here. I don't find Nick Foles to be that good of a quarterback. No, he's not. He's not that's worth the I'm money saying. he's getting either. No. So that's another thing. I, I what is what is Chicago? Do? Not Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. What do they do? You know what I mean? They got Justin Fields. They got our boy, the Red Rifle. You know what I mean? Andy Dalton's over there, and now they got Nick Foles. What do I don't want that? Four, I don't want to pay four million dollars for Nick Foles, though. That's my thing. I mean, we paid two million for Andy Dalton last year. So. And I don't want. I don't, I'm not going to double that for Nick Foles. That's true. Very that, true. That's just me. Like I'm not. I'm not doing that. Especially no. for, like I say, a backup quarterback. If you want to get a guy like Cam Newton, who's probably going to be on the vet minimum. Then 100% I'm fine because New England's still paying him a salary. That's perfect. It I was will- I was excited about Nick Mullins for about four minutes until he got yeah. picked up by Cleveland, so and then I. and then there was another one. Um, Jeff Driscoll. I, I felt like he could be something serviceable. He killed uh, us one year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like so, that's why. That's what I mean. Like we've there's familiarity, of course. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I wanted C.J. Beatherford because I was kind of hoping Jacksonville would keep Gardner Minshew, but then 
Philly needs and all. That's the another thing that really bothered me, man. Quarterbacks like, in the world. Yeah, I mean that bothered me. That that you know, I, I understand the Cowboys aren't in the trade market all the time, nor do they like you know they never make these big splashes of free agency. That's just not the Cowboy way, and I and I get that. But like, if we knew, if the front office knew that Jacksonville was trying to move Gardner Minshew, which all signs pointed to, yes, they were trying to move him. Why? Why wouldn't they just like if that? Was, if that was the cost, a six round pick, like why? Why not? How do they not know that? Like I, I, I guarantee they did know. They just didn't want to do it. Because I guess that'd be a perfect backup quarterback. I mean, Minshew Mania. Those shirts would sell. Oh my god, I'm surprised. Buy a Jerry. damn shirt. Jerry Jones. I'm surprised you didn't see the dollar signs in that. But again, I hate that I have to hate Minshew now. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, oh cool. Now I, now I can hate the guy. Like that sucks. I don't want to hate the guy, but and that's unfortunate. Now you're with no. the the enemy. Yeah, but like you so. said, they need to find a quarterback that's not Cooper Rush, Danucci, or Gilbert to back that up. Right. But on a not four million dollar Nick Folesworthy or anything like that. Agreed. That's my opinion. That's fine. Um, another surprise to me was the release of Darian Thompson. Now I was a big I was on that hive. I was I was a big Thompson guy. I know he's not like the stud safety that you would hope that he turned out to be, but he was good, right? So like mm-hmm. the way I see it is that is this like Dan Quinn basically saying like if you're not my guy, my selection, you don't have a spot here because that's Thompson obviously was not a Dan Quinn guy. I think it was more the fact of he's a veteran, he could possibly return to the practice squad, which would be nice. They just didn't want to lose six round draft pick. Uh, how do you say his last name? Makumu. Yeah, I just call him Izzy. Izzy, that's better. And they didn't want to yeah. lose Izzy. <laughs> yeah. But also, like I came into it, they they went and got Hooker. Okay, so that's their backup safety, which is a good one to have between him and KZ. Uh, you have Donovan Wilson starting. Your fourth one was Kears, and for at the beginning, I thought there's no way Kears is making this team. And then you see Kears; he's getting all these snaps when it mattered in the preseason, the first quarter, first half. Right, and I think he can play a better role than what Darian Thompson can. And Kears can play special teams, so it came down to the fact: which one do you want, Thompson or Kears? And I think Thompson could go back to the practice squad, so he's not going to be lost. I it's hope just, not. He won't I mean, be on I the active it, roster. Yeah, but then again, I don't foresee a team in the NFL jumping all over Thompson. You know what I mean? So maybe we do bring him back. That'd be good. No, and I thought um, Kears, Kears's role is what Darian's role will be: special teams and Kears kind of can play a little better than what Thompson can if he's forced in there, I think. True. So that didn't true. bother me as much because I kind of I kind of thought that a couple weeks ago. I said, I think I tweeted this out. Kears is going to make the team over Darian Thompson, and I thought that was going to be happen no matter what. So Yeah, very uh, – well, you were right. <laughs> um, Deontay, yeah, Deontay Burton got cut, and I said after the game against the Jaguars, I'm like, this guy has no the, business being DeAndre in this DeAndre Burnt? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. He was awful. Dude, I know. He, I hate. I hate doing that to people. But my God, nah, I don't think I've seen, a, w- seen worst quarterback in Danucci. I don't think I've seen a worst uh, preseason cornerback. And then when I saw Burton this past week, yeah, it, it, he reminded me of like Roy Williams when we'll, like we all realized how much he couldn't cover anybody. You know what I mean? Like he could wait, lay the wood, great, but boy, he took wrong angles left and right. And I feel like that's where that's where this kid was at. There was one he was turned around completely the opposite way, broke up the pass somehow, but like he's just looking into the stars and like you're like, wait, we did it's over here, bro. Like you're not, it's not even close. Uh, so he's out. Uh, they did release McQuaid, but they expect him to be back. He is the long snapper. I got excited for a second. I was like, tell me they negotiated some with LP to come back. I was like, let's, let's yes. That was I sad. I, oh, dude, that's such a that's such a Cowboys move. Like he was about to break 
Witten's record. You know what I mean? They're like, that, nah, that's, sorry, that's bro. Bones wanting his guys. Yeah. He almost got Heckler. I thought it was going to happen for a I little bit. So too. And the I Rams so said, too. you know what? We can't lose you. Yeah. He's, too, he's you. too good. Um, Eric Smith tackle kind of knew he was on his way out. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle was in the tight end room. They cut three tight ends today, including Sprinkle, Nick Eubanks and Artavius Lynn. The Eubanks thing kind of, it didn't shock me, but I felt like he had a decent camp and decent preseason. Like he wasn't, I wasn't like mad at him at all at any point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, I guess that's how you like determine some of these things sometimes when you're just like, man, this guy's pissing me off. Like get rid of him. But like he never, I don't know. He never really pissed me off. So I'm surprised that Eubanks hit the streets. Well, while Sean McKeon, he's on the active roster now. That's he's true got, too. They're, they're going to send him uh, to the IR. Because he still needs a nurse at ankle injury. So you're not getting rid of um, Sprinkle. I think Sprinkle will be on this roster in the next couple of days. It's one of those fluid movements because they have a couple moves they have to make. But like, that's one of them. McKeon's going to go to the IR. He can return whenever. And then for now, they're going to have that veteran presence and Sean, uh, uh, Jeremy Sprinkle, who didn't play bad. It's like that was Ben DiNucci's only complete good completion every week he played on that true. play action rollout. True. And that's what I, I was like. I was pissed off at, at, you know, obviously I was pissed off at DiNucci the entire preseason, but like I'm mad because I'm sitting there like, when's Simi going to break out? When is Fajoko going to like take the top off the cut? And he couldn't do it because every time he was in there, Ben DiNucci was quarterback and it like totally stunted his growth. You know, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because like you can have awful quarterbacks, but like it's not just about the quarterback. You're ruining those running backs. You're ruining those receivers. Like I think it was Reggie Davis the last preseason game. He burnt the guy down the sideline, and he just underthrew him by like five yards. And it was stupid. Yeah, it was bad news. Uh, Noah Brown actually winds up on the COVID list, so that's another unfortunate thing. Hopefully, this kind of they regulate this and they stop it. Uh, I mean. I know there's a million different rules now where like, well, if you're in close contact, but you're vaccinated, blah, 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 blah. Like you can come back in a couple of days. And so hopefully all this gets worked out before next Thursday, which I think it will. How many guys is that now? That's that's quite a that's a nice little handful. Like five. Even Dan Quinn, too, on top of that. Right. Honor Williams, Sean, uh, C.D. Lamb, um, Noah Brown. There's yeah. somebody else I'm missing. Carlos one, Watkins. The one of the safeties, I believe. I thought it was one of the safeties. KZ. Too. KZ, right. So. We'll see. I'm sure that'll be worked out. Uh, they do uh, get rid of four wide receivers, Johnny Dixon, Osarius Mitchell, Reggie Davis, and of course, Brandon Smith. Uh, I called all of these gone. The only one I said that had promise was Johnny Dixon. But I will say this. Does this mean that um, uh, what's the kid name from Seattle? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. The special teams kid. Uh, I can't. Turner? I don't know. Turner. Right. Does that mean he Turner? Has yeah, I guess he's got himself a spot, right? I no. Mean, uh, no. no, I think if you're looking at their wide receiver depth chart right now, unless they want to keep six, it's fine. But their five are the normal Cooper Gallup on that 53. It's not – there's no CD on there and there's no Noah Brown on there because of COVID. And right no. now, Cedric Wilson is on there, but they have Simi Fajoko and then Malik Turner making the 53. And you could just take those two out and replace them with Noah Brown and CD Lamb when they come back. Oof. So you they think want to keep six. It could be Malik Turner or it could be Simi Fajoko. You think, think Simi, ready. you think Simi could be on his way out? I think Simi would get released and then go to the practice squad unless John Lynch snags him. Because uh, San Francisco true. really liked him, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I, I did too, but we couldn't see enough of him because of the see, fact that we had no quarterback. Throw that's him. why I enjoy, like, I love 53-man roster year, but this year's so freaking weird because it's going to, there might be 10 total guys on here that won't be on here in three days. Right. Like, yes, good for Malik Turner, good for Kamara. The pass rusher, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah. Fajoko, but these guys are going to be interchangeable and replaced when these guys come off the COVID list or whatever else they're on. 
Yeah. Um, staying on the offensive side of the ball, you know, it looks like it's the Zeke and Pollard show because there wasn't enough for from Brendan Knox and, and Jaquan Hardy. I foresee both of those guys winding up on the practice squad if nobody else snags them, which again, I don't I don't I don't foresee that. Um, I don't foresee anybody taking a chance or a flyer. Remember, because remember the rule is if these guys are released and they go through waivers and they're claimed, they got to be claimed to the 53. You know, they yeah. can't just somebody can't just say, oh, I'll just grab them for the practice squad. It's not the way it works. So uh, are you surprised that they're going just Zeke and Pollard here? Uh, yeah, because I thought they I was really, really thinking and hoping they'd keep Nick Rouston. Yeah, me too, they man. Yeah. I thought that would be their third back. Good pass blocker can do the goal line stuff when you need him to. I mean, what, Nick's six foot two forty five, a rookie out of Louisiana, undrafted guy. Mm-hmm. And when um who was it? Who was well, fullback went down early in camp. I can't pronounce his name either. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly you know what I'm talking, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy came in and he's he's the guy that pulls semi trucks with chains. <laughs> so he's that tough dude from that video that went around in the offseason. I was hoping he'd make the team, which he still can. That's the thing. I don't this is not a finalized fifty three man roster, and that sucks so bad. It won't be finalized when this show drops. Probably won't be finalized by this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, right now, I think he's a guy that could go to the practice squad mm-hmm. with Hardy. There's a couple of running backs on there I liked, especially the whole contact thing with Hardy on Hard Knocks. That yeah, was that freaking was disgusting. Uh, yeah, seriously, <laughs> just like for five minutes, we're watching him just trying to poke his eye out. It was a pan and zoom with just that red eyeball. <laughs> that, I, I don't like touching my own eyeball and that gross. Right, people. right. So you enjoying hard knocks this year or what? A lot of people are saying, you know, they're they're kind of iffy iffy on this. I mean, like it's I not mean, it's there's nothing really compelling, you know, but there's there's something, I guess. If you're a Cowboys fan, you should enjoy it. If you're not, I'm, then you I'm probably hate it. it. Right, exactly. That's like how it's I not, feel. Yeah. So like, I could see why like uh, a Seahawks fan wouldn't enjoy this because it's nothing, no good storylines, nothing really happening. The only good episode was week one, I thought, with Dak going off on everybody. Mm-hmm. And after that, it just kind of simmed down. But apparently yeah. tonight's episode, or you'll, it's Wednesday show, so whatever. Right. It was about Micah Parsons and a cookout um, with a couple people. So that that might be the most exciting thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, Hard Knocks hasn't been exciting, but I enjoy the, the I tell you what, though, thing about all those players that we don't it, really know. It being quiet might be the best thing you know what i mean like it not being like there's no drama there's no like you know the narrator's not like and we're still waiting for a contract for xyz you know what i mean like no, there's they made it sound really stupid depressing every time the cowboys couldn't win a preseason game <laughs> right. oh, they'll have to try next week shut up no one cares <laughs> they go, oh, the detroit people listen if you're mad that the cowboys went winless in the preseason the effing detroit lions went 4-0 in the preseason and then went 0-16 in the regular season <laughs> it doesn't matter well how about how about the uh the stat the other day i read about the ravens i think they won like 24 straight preseason games like if they don't lose in the preseason i'm like okay yeah congrats like who well, gives people are like shit? oh but that matters we don't have good depth those guys playing on that in that last preseason game in that second half, especially they're on the list we're talking about right they're now. They're on the list. Dave <laughs> right. and I are talking about right now. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, nothing else really surprising. Our, our, somebody else that featured on Hard Knocks was uh, what you call was Isaac Arlacon. Uh, the the uh, Arlacon. I'm not Mexican. I can't pronounce it, but I, I will say that. His uh, his cake want his his desire for cake and his uh, he's got this size and build. I just don't know if he's got the skill set or the mechanics to be a starter or or even a roster member. Yeah, the good thing team. about yeah, and the good thing about Isaac is Isaac has that exemption from the NFL where it doesn't cost him really a extra spot on the practice squad. It doesn't cost him extra money. The NFL pays for these guys to come over from their out of country that um, exemption list. So he'll That's be on cool. the. 
he'll be on the practice squad this year. Like everybody expected he could keep doing that until the list expires or whatever, but he's not going to cost him a real spot out of the actual uh, practice squad limit and no money off the Cowboys book. So right. basically he's getting coached for free and the NFL is paying for it. Yeah. I like that. What a life. <laughs> so, um, Braylon Jones center kind of figured he was out too. Cause the center room is a little crowded. So that makes sense. How that is. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another, sh- not a shocking one, but like one that I didn't have on my cut down, you know, episode with, uh, you know, my other guys, um, was, was, uh, Carter Rondell Carter. I, yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think there was room for him to, to be like a star, but I felt like he did enough. He outperformed guess- a nine in that last preseason game. Right. And I and listen, there's nobody that's, you know, I love Bradley and I, I love Bradley and I, but I think Carter played better, you know, and it's, you know, I guess this is a good problem to have when you have too many of these guys. I don't know. There's a rumor swirling around that, and it could have happened already by the time this gets released that Bradley and I has been, they've been looking to shop Brandon Knight also been looking to shop Bradley and I, and you have to shop guys when they're on your 50. So they're on their 53. So Rondell Carter could be that guy that replaces an eye when he gets traded. Um, I mean, that could happen. I think that's probably what's going to happen. I, Regardless, I think Carter ends up on this 53. Worst case, he's on the practice squad and he eventually makes it here. But mm-hmm. he did more than enough. And you give He may not be ready to make an immediate impact now as a starter, but you give him a year or even two more years. I think John Owning said it best from PFF. He's he's good. Like, yeah, yeah. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with, Like even from last year to this year. Like he didn't have preseason last year as an undrafted guy, and he looked good. And yeah. like when last year when he went to the Colts because we let him go, mm-hmm. I was so pissed off because I knew how good he could be, and then we got him back. Right. I think he does. He deserves a spot on this fifty-three, and I like an eye. I like them both. Don't get me wrong, but from my understanding, that Brandon Knight and Bradley and I could get traded. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if that happens, so go ahead and slide. Carter right in there and he could be one of those death pieces. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Bradley and I went from, you know, can't get on the field last year to, to can't get any snaps last year to being a potential trade target. That yeah. says something about how good this kid has developed. That's something how he, they should have freaking played him. Yeah. No last shit. Year when we sucked. <laughs> We're all, how many of cow, how many members of Cowboys nation was just screaming for this kid to get on the field. Yeah. Man, Robinson. Right. Right. So Reggie. I don't know. Reggie. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, Look, they're li- the moves that the Cowboys made today. It does kind of give you the whole. There's a new sheriff in town feel. You know, they're they're oh, like. Yeah. I feel like Quinn is 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 keeping his guys. Um, you know, the tall, lanky, wingspan guys that can get up, break up some passes this year. Uh, hopefully, come down with some interceptions and not wind up like Byron Jones. Like good in coverage, can't fucking catch. <laughs> but like you know, like he didn't have that opportunity. I hope this isn't a, an update here. Nope. Okay. Just making sure like there's just things going on left and right with the Dallas Cowboys football. Now I will bring this in because this technically will be the second to last episode before the regular season kicks off. So I know it's crazy. It just came. Oh, everybody's ready. I think we're, we're more than ready. So I will say this. So where I preference it like this. We're all Cowboys fans, so obviously our expectations are always through the roof and, like, we could be good and we could make a run and sat in the third and the, the drought's over and blah, blah, blah. Where do you see this Dallas Cowboys team going? How far could they go this year based off the rest of the NFC and how everybody else looks? I mean, there's there is an upper echelon of teams like Green Bay and, you know, the Rams are going to be good and the Seattle's always a contender and, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, where can you see Dallas fitting in this year in particular? 
I'm, I don't, I, I am optimistic, but I don't like to be overly optimistic when I do these things. And mm-hmm. I won't give you a record prediction because I think that's karma and I'm a freak. <laughs> if I say something, it'll be wrong. Right. But if I'm being completely like factual here, if the offense is what it is supposed to be and what they talk about, which is one of the best, if not the best in the National Football League, in that defense, all I'm asking them to do is go from worst to middle of the pack. Everybody's they give me the, the same best thing. defense. That's all I ask. Why can't they're 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 Super Bowl contenders in? And that's and I and I'm not that guy. You you wouldn't have heard me last year, the year before. Hey, they're Super Bowl contenders, but that offense is too fucking good to be not a Super Bowl contender. And as long as that defense is average at best, and that pass rush and Randy and D Law, they get to the quarterback and Micah is as good as advertised as he's looked uh, all running all over the field. Like, just be average. That's all I'm asking. So if you have the defensive rookie of the year in Parsons, you have the most improved player and MVP for the first time in NFL history in Dak Prescott, like I expect, (laughs) then uh, there's no reason why this team can't compete for a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they'll win a Super Bowl, but they can. there's no reason why they're not the ones competing for it. That was the recipe for for Kansas City a couple years back. You know, they had this high-powered offense and middle-of-the-pack defense, and all of a sudden, the run was happening. They had a couple special players on defense to make some certain plays, you know, Honey Badger or whatever the case. They had a couple guys. We have those guys. We have those guys that can make a couple plays to separate themselves from that middle-of-the-pack. You know, again, I'm not asking for a record, but you feel like right now this team is, is built to win right now. Yes. I mean, I, I do because I think that uh, even the acquisition of Malik Hooker, just understanding that, hey, the safety needs help in case KZ can't play. You slide Hooker in there, you're good. You split a little snap between KZ and Hooker, you're good on the back end. Trayvon Diggs is going to be one of those guys that makes one of the biggest leaps from year one to year two. And from then, and, after that was, and, that was, and that was trial by fire last year. You know what I mean? So exactly. that's, that's huge. Even when he played and he was hurt last year, too. The only problem is you has got to stay healthy. And if I'm concerned about one thing, I, it's who's going to play opposite of Diggs. Like I think that's going to be Anthony Brown. And I know I it's going to. I know it's going to be Anthony Brown. I know Jordan Lewis will play slot. I know Kennedy and Joseph will eventually get in there. I'm not worried about who's playing. I'm worried about how they're going to play. Yeah. I know how Diggs is going to play. He's going to play aggressive. Um, he's going to go for the interceptions. He'll get beat, but he's also going to make more plays than a cornerback we haven't had in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about what they're going to do on the opposite side. Yeah. Cause when yeah. Brown is healthy, everybody likes a dog on him, but when he was healthy, he was good. Yeah. And I'm I not agree. asking for great. I'm asking for good enough. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, mean, I do think their aspiration, no reason why they can't be Super Bowl contenders in 2021. As long as everybody stays healthy. I think the window is definitely this year and next year at, at the most, you know, because there's going to be a lot of changes next year. The salary cap is going to go up. So that, that may mean they can keep on, you know, paying a guy like Amari Cooper, his big salary, who knows, you know what I mean? Like it, it depends because Michael Gallup's contract year, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting year, man. And I think it's, it's one of those things that if they, if they can stay healthy, if the offensive line can stay upright, you know, I, the sky is the limit for the Dallas Cowboys. I've been saying it forever and I've been saying it on every episode. We're beating Tampa Bay week one. There's no doubt in my mind. I've never been so confident in my life. It's ridiculous. Like I, I like we said it today on the, on the daily show, like, there is Tom Brady. It takes a little while for him to get going. And I think being that the off season wasn't the same for him, he might be a little rusty. He might be, a little, you know, and look, uh, all right. I, I'll end it with this because I need to know your opinion. Dak Prescott, obviously we all love him. You know, he's our QB one. He's the guy that's going to end this friggin' drought. I know it mm-hmm. deep in my heart. I know it. 
Him not taking any snaps in the preseason at all. You for it or against it? No, it doesn't freaking matter. Because okay, you talk about the other big guys. They're taking maybe a series at all or two series. What's there is we taking eight snaps in training camp between taking all these competitive snaps in, in, pra- in practice. <clears throat> I'm not necessarily worried about all the stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> that beer got me. Yeah, there no, you go. I'm not worried at all because I think Dak's too fine. He's fine. He's been throwing since what? December? Mm-hmm. In that in his freaking field, in his backyard. He overdid it. He needed rest. He's been throwing more than I think we all think during practice more than they're showing on camera. I agree. Telling us, because why would they tell us that? Right. And they think any little edge they can get on Tampa Bay going into week one matters. I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Right. Well, why not? Why not say like Dak will never be the same and then have him just light him up <laughs> week one. Who knows? He's been back to what the last couple of days in practice actually doing 11 on 11 or seven on seven. Yeah. So he's we'll, just fine. We'll see it tonight. I'm sure uh, as we record this, it's Tuesday. So we'll see it on hard knocks. The return of Dak Prescott. Uh, I'm I'm in the belief system of, of thinking that he needed a live opponent for half a minute, like, you know, just something because we haven't seen him on the field since the giants, since the day he got hurt uh, against another opponent. Look, I think Dak has the intangibles to be one of the best that we've ever seen on this, in this franchise, you know, but again, you just want to make sure that uh, how does, uh, how does Marshawn Lynch say it? His mentals, <laughs> like everything, yeah. just make sure everything's on, on point. You know what I mean? Like sharpen your skill set. And I, I don't know if, if training camp could do that for a guy, he seems to be very animated on the sideline, so it looks like he does want to be in there, but it's strictly a coach's thing at this point. I used to think preseason was important until I watched the Cowboys play Seattle with that guy at quarterback, Who's and that? they broke That's, his back. Oh, oh good old broke Tony. Broke his yeah. back again, and then Dak took his job. Blessing for Dak in disguise. But I, I don't want to see these. We dealt with so many injuries last year. Like If Dak would have got hurt, Somehow in a freak accident again in the preseason, all the people saying screaming, he needs to play, he needs to play would have changed real quick. No, why do you play? Why are you playing? So, yes, I think it's important. You can't play scared, you can't practice scared, you can't live scared. If he was full go in practice, all training camp, I'd feel better too. Mm-hmm. I'd rather him get those live reps against like the Rams when they did that uh joint practice. I mean, right. he's getting live reps against his guys. That's great. If he would have played in preseason or if he didn't play in preseason like he didn't, I'm just as confident in him going into week one. I don't think he's going to be rusty. It's Dak freaking Prescott. Let's fucking ride. There we go. I love it. I love it. So with that being said, bro, thank you for coming on board. Uh, I definitely have to, you know, we got to cross. Tell everybody where they could find you because you got a nice little idea. When you came up with it, I'm like, I mean, Jesus, the the idea that he just came up with this and I didn't do it because I love my beer too. You know, I'm surprised. So tell people where they can find Corey Clark. Yeah, if you go on YouTube, I got this show I started over the summer. Uh, it's called Cowboys and Cold Ones. I'm posting every day. Not every day, shit. I'm posting every week, but during season, I'm going live after every Cowboys game. It's called Cowboys and Cold Ones. We literally just sit back, we drink beer, and we talk Cowboys football. I try to have a different beer every time. It's not sponsored yet. We're going to get there eventually. <laughs> so I'll take any beer you want. Uh, that's simple. Just Cowboys and Cold Ones on Twitter. If you can find me on uh, on YouTube and on Twitter, you can find me at Corey Clark Radio, C-O-R-E-Y. There you go, man. All right. Well, thank you so much. And, of course, you know we'll, we'll enjoy Hard Knocks tonight. We'll enjoy this nice week off because next time we even remotely post an episode, we'll be on the eve of the opening game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, before I get out of here, Dave, the shit you're doing with Chop Sports Media, I see you guys teared it up. Good shit.
Thanks, Congratulations we're, on that. We're 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 just, we're not sleeping. That's for sure. <laughs> every so. every sponsor, every business in that area, sorts Cowboys supports anything you guys do. You guys need to support them. Reach out and just say thank you. Yeah. I work in radio sales in my full time job, and I'm a sports director, so I understand how hard it is to get businesses to want to get advertising in these types of shows, radio, TV, mm-hmm. streaming, etc. It means the world to these advertisers and it matters a little bit. If you just shot them a message, Hey, I saw you guys on chop sports media. Thank you for supporting them. We appreciate it. Just do that stuff for him. That yeah. that stuff matters. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Good. Thank you. for That was plug, paid man. advertising by Dave. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> that's like, oh, fuck man. Now I got to use that as a, as a spot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on. This has been episode five of all about the star on the chop sports podcast network. And we will see you guys next week. 